Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. That's us. Hey, I am 88.9's Justin Barney. I'm Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. And we're the Cinnabuds. A.K.A. Jamuviquai. <laughs> that was our, our working title for a while. Yeah, I want to bring it back as much as possible. <laughs> Today... We are talking about RBG. I ask no favor for my sex. All I ask of our brethren is that they take their feet off our necks. RBG is about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That's what that stands for? That's what it stands they for. They should have explained that in the movie. <laughs> RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a Supreme Court justice uh, and icon. No doubt. And superhero. What do you think about it? Oh, man. It's amazing. It's so good. Here's some stuff I learned. Uh, she can do more push-ups than me yeah. <laughs> than I will ever be able to do. You hear about presidents and like how like the, in- the intellect behind mm-hmm. presidents and scientists and how much they read and how they spend their time. And she is in that vein where she makes everyone listening is lazier than her. Yeah. Everyone, if you hear this, you're lazier than Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Just her intellect and her work ethic are on superhero levels. One of the things that I liked about it the most is that it showed the impact that one person can have on history. I I tend to think that when we look back at history, we think that what is happening right now is fate. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, you know, and like the course of history, like where we are, we were bound to be here. Yeah, like the machine is too powerful. It's just it's on its way. What are we going to do to stop it? Right. And she showed how the system, how the culture, how everything was skewed against women. Yeah. And against equality, mm-hmm. and she had brought equality to the culture. Yeah. Which is monumental. It, it, she's very humble in the movie, too. Uh, she refers to herself as a very serious and very sober person. And she talks off also about um, progress begins with a single step. It's, it's a, each one is a step. Though, uh, because she's so humble, I wanted to say, yeah, so many of those steps you took. Yeah. <laughs> like, you took five or six of those steps. Yeah. I felt like going into it, I knew who she was. Mm-hmm. Know that she's a Supreme Court justice. Right. But I didn't know the details of it. And this showed all those details and told that story and showed how culture and ideas can and have changed. And the the filmmaking, I should say, is also pretty great. Um, the the music and the way they put it together, the pacing is for a doc. People sometimes throw docs into like, oh, it's a slow bit, kind of boring educational. It's fast paced. Yeah. Like they talk to a lot of people. The music is really exciting. They make a court case where they literally zoom in on a piece of paper yeah. that has, has a court case written on it. Sounds like the most boring thing. I was like, what's going to happen every Same. time? Yeah. Same. It's thrilling. That's a great point. It's thrilling. It's I'm thrilling courtroom <laughs> diction. It, an impressive movie about a, uh, one of the most impressive human beings I've ever learned about. Absolutely. And also, it just debuted in the top ten. It is a... Yeah, top 10 budget, like, blockbuster. Yeah. In blockbuster season, a documentary to break the top 10 is extremely rare, and people are just excited to see this movie. And we think that that says something about the demand for documentaries as a whole. And so, uh, RBG, see it? I would see it. I saw it at the Downer. I would see it as well. Yeah. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. 
A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. Okay, we're back here, and we're just going to talk about a couple of our favorite moments in RBG. Yeah. And uh, then we're going to talk about the rise of documentaries. Did you have a favorite moment? I had a few. Yeah. Also, as I told you, we I ran I ran into Justin. Like we were both in the same movie and ran into afterwards and I told him I go, I think I'm learning something about myself. I am a crybaby. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Because not only did they show the um Fred Rogers Would You Be My Neighbor trailer mm-hmm. again, which for the second time I teared up at just the trailer. Same. I was crying all throughout RBG. Honestly, I think it has a lot to do with the time we're living in, and we're getting these great docs about people who actually are trying to do something good, and they're they're they have empathy, and they're trying to work for other people, and it's it's overwhelming when you see somebody work that hard for us. And it's also it's great to see other people latch onto that, yeah, and to support it, and to you know to see this this woman in her eighties on the Supreme Court who has done all this stuff and say like. I support this person. I support yeah. what this person has been doing for years and years. Very touching. Right. Uh, I will say, so there's a lot of really important, beautiful stuff in there. But one, like this wonderful human moment that I loved is they showed uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg a clip from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yes. Of... Uh, her watching her watching Kate McKenna do an impression of her. Oh my god! And she's just giggling her butt off. It was so good. It was and so, and yeah. she Ruth Bader Ginsburg not a giggler, not a giggler. <laughs> she a lot of the times yeah. they had, like, had her uh, her son and daughter, and the whole time they just like ripped on her for yeah. being humorless. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> uh, we have a they have a count of how many times they've heard her laugh or smile or something. Uh-huh. But, uh But but they said it with love and humor, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um but watching her really crack up at yeah. this sketch and say it's really funny is delightful. Like seeing this very serious, self-described serious, thoughtful woman uh, icon just giggle away. I love that too. Yeah. And I loved when you were talking about how they made a court case seem interesting. Yeah. It was really well done in that there was like all different kinds of aspects. I loved the relationship that she had with her husband. That was one of the cool, that's one of the sweetest. Wow. What a love, like it, it who really knew that is, this would yeah. be a love story <laughs> yeah, as I well. Her, her and her husband, they they met, um, was it before she went to Harvard? I think at Harvard. At Harvard. Yeah. And they had a marriage that lasted 56 years. Yeah. They are just, the whole time he he passed away in the mid aughts, and uh, but the whole time they are just so in love with each other, yeah. And his support that he showed for her and what they saw in each other was just truly touching, yeah. It was amazing. I may be wrong, they may have met before Harvard. Uh, I just want to throw that out there, <laughs> uh, but I did, I loved, um, also, I mean, it was in the between 50s, 60s, somewhere in there when they met, uh, somewhere around there, and um. At the time when they're both going to law school and the assumption, the social assumption would be that she would follow him to his job, which I believe she did at first. Mm -hmm. Incredibly supportive, was raising a kid, helping him through cancer and and helping him through law school while going through law school school herself, Mm -hmm. which – at that point in the film, I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I what know, am I doing? Right? I, like, She's like, oh, I'm uh, in my top 25 in the in my class at Harvard Law. Yeah. And I think that I'm doing so well because I'm also raising a kid. Yeah. I was like, what? 
Right. And it, it, caring for my my husband who has cancer and helping him continue through law school at the yes. same time. Oh my god. I was like, god. what did I do this weekend? I know. Like did I really do anything? Um but then it, then the dynamic uh, the dynamic switched when she started becoming mm. very successful. He shifted and moved with her and that at that time and lobbied for her to yeah, be a justice. He was supporting uh, her drive, mm-hmm. uh, and it's that that gender role at that time very much the opposite, and everyone commented on it, mm-hmm. and and he, the two of them just were in lockstep with with one another, like no, this, and, this is what this is our destiny, and their dynamic is so funny. Yeah, he is like he's the funny one. He's the funny one, and she's like super serious, and they just they they just complement each other so well, and it was so it was just charming. I love the. You got to love it. Yeah, I love the parts where he's trying to get her to come home to eat dinner and trying to convince her, oh, you have to go to sleep now (laughs) because she's working so much. Because she would just work through everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a testament to to her and their relationships. Yeah, it's amazing. But then it just all of that is to underscore the intense work ethic and Mm -hmm. drive and singular vision she has for anyone but herself. Yeah. And I think that seeing movies like this about people that have changed history and people that are doing amazing things uh, just like enriches our lives and seeing a true story. And I think that that is why people have gone out in droves to see this, as we said before, in the top 10 Yeah, broke the top 10 this last, I believe this, it's opening weekend. Uh, It's also a testament to people wanting to see stories about people trying to make a difference. Yeah, people are just, and this is summer box office season, mm-hmm. and this is a doc about a U.S. Supreme Court justice. That seems absurd, like ten years ago, that that would make a dent. And it seems like documentaries have really been on the rise in the past ten years. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to that in terms of? I think this is a thing that we both observe. Yeah, you know, and that people want more. But it seems like documentaries are really having a moment. Yeah, and uh, I think one of the the ways that that I see that is at the film festival every year. Right. Is you screen so many documentaries. I, would, I mean, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but I would assume it's roughly half and half yeah. fiction and doc, if not heavier on doc. And they're extremely popular. And I think there's a bunch of reasons. I think, I honestly don't think it's a moment. I think it's just documentary has found its foothold. I think so too. I think that yeah. the documentaries have gone from, being really dry and uh, what you, you watch like, take a history class where it's just, just like <laughs> yeah. here's what happened and then here's the next thing and there's the next thing and i'm like what is going on i was here? just gonna say it's you, no longer what uh your your high school teacher plays when yeah he, he doesn't want to teach yeah. and then you get like a high school teacher that like tells it in a way that is interesting and it's like yeah. oh real life is interesting right. history is interesting truth is stranger than fiction yeah and uh, i think that is what like is happening in documentaries are now like this is a documentary about a supreme court justice yeah and they have actual footage of people talking in legalese in a courtroom. <laughs> yeah. And it is a social commentary. Yeah. It is a love story. Right. It is a, it tells the story of the American justice system, of equality. It has like all of these aspects. So it's not just like a singular moving timeline. Yeah. It is all these things. And, and I think people, documentarians now know how to make something that seems out of our reach. Like, oh, I couldn't possibly understand this system, this complicated system. 
this is an extremely accessible documentary without dumbing it down. Yeah. It, it, but it just tells you in a way that makes it clear the, the impact of everything. And I think that's one one reason documentaries have gotten so much better is people learn how to tell the stories in a way that reaches people. Again, not dumbing it down. And there's a variety. You can find some that are like a little too basic and some that are a little out of reach, maybe meant for a niche audience. But that's another thing is the variety of styles and subject matter that documentaries encompass is overwhelming now. Yeah. Who would have thought I've seen one of my favorite things is a funny documentary. And I've seen many. And yes, they exist. Those are things. Yeah. What was the funny documentary? <laughs> uh, there's one. Uh, there's several. But there's one about an artist, Wayne White. Oh. Oh. Uh, called Beauty that. is Embarrassing. That is so much fun. I loved it. Um, I just saw one um, at a film festival called Playing Men. And it's East, like this uh, Eastern European doc about these odd games and sports that are that – are, uh, that are from these villages or small areas all around mm-hmm. Eastern Europe. The games are hilarious. One's cheese rolling down a village. Love it. One is a game that almost looks like a rock, paper, scissors. It's a lot more complicated and wildly aggressive. <laughs> like the audience is cracking up. And this yeah. is a doc. I remember seeing the wild and wonderful whites. And I don't know that one. It's about this family, the whites in West Virginia. Yeah. And it just, it tells their story of this, this family there and yeah. how they kind of like, run everything and just who they are and i remember being like wow this is a documentary this is what they can do oh yeah and i think that they're more widely distributed now and yeah. once they once once they see that people are 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 mm-hmm. going to dig into them then businesses or distributors are like okay well let's give it a try yeah um last last year i am not a negro uh, with J- the james baldwin doc yeah uh, which Amazing. was uh, Oscar nominated, wonderful, so one of my favorites of the year. Yeah. What made seven million dollars? Mm-hmm. That's a doc. Docs mm-hmm. making millions is not very common. So it's exciting to see that these these things are being are reaching audiences in mass. But yeah, at the festival you see it constantly. Every festival I go to, I mean, often those are like the big ticket items. And also there's a great new trend, um, and you see this a lot at the True False Film Festival, and then we bring them in a lot, is hybrid documentary fiction films. Mm. So they're experimenting with the form, and it is delightful. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's it, it plays with like what's real, what's not real, but it also just different ways to tell a true story. It's not quite fiction. There's documentary elements or it's a documentary that has moments of fiction or um it's really interesting how you can play with that format and people are doing it in droves right now yeah love an era yeah it's very cool all right feel good i feel great i feel good too <laughs> <laughs> especially after seeing rbg yeah <laughs> all right documentaries rbg we both saw it at the downer yeah which um, just came out, I think, this past weekend, right? Yep. So it hopefully, should be out for and a it's bit. top ten movie, so hopefully it'll be there for a while. Yeah, take a look and go see documentaries all the time. Yep. All right. We'll see you next week. See ya. Cinebuds is produced by Tyrone Miller. We get sonic inspiration from the License Lab. Our theme song is from Milwaukee musician Brett Newski, and we get support from your membership. Subscribe to the podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org on iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Next week, we're going to be talking about weird films. Weird movies. Our favorite weirdos. (laughs) Uh, So stay tuned for that. All right. We'll see you next week. week.